Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Lifter Show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian McDonald, here to help you look, feel and perform better without restrictive dieting. And in this week's episode, I describe how to balance both cardio and strength training. So I get a lot of DMs recently about people wondering that they're maybe in their mid-30s and they want to keep playing maybe soccer in season or they want to keep doing their 5k run at the weekend and maybe something during the week as well. But they also don't want to have, neglect the strength component and they want to have that nice balance of both strength and fitness because otherwise if you do too much of one and not enough the other on one end you're probably going to be out of breath going up a flight of stairs if you're too em, em, if you're emphasizing too much in strength work on the other end if you're doing too much cardio not enough strength it's probably likely you're going to look somewhat skinny fat and slow down your metabolism so in this week's episode i describe how to create the perfect week and design the perfect week for you so you can combine both cardio and strength all into the one workout program. If you do get value from the show, please make sure that you're already liking and subscribing if you're not already doing so. And hit me up on Instagram as well. So my Instagram handle is at Mac Lifestyle Fitness. That's MC Lifestyle Fitness. And also check the show notes for a free giveaway as well in terms of a total body training program. I actually forgot to mention this at the end of the episode. So if you're listening to the intro, um, Be sure to hit the link for that if you want a total body training program where I describe to you how how this might actually look in a typical layout where you're balancing both strength and cardio all in the one training program. Without further ado, here is this week's episode, how to combine both cardio and strength training into the single, into the one training program. Hope you enjoy Lifestyle Lifters, this week's episode. Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Lifters show. I have been getting a lot of DMs recently. I think it's just the time of year, given that this month, the month of October, as of recording this, the Dublin Marathon is on, Bali Bay Marathon is coming up. A lot of marathons, a lot of running events tend to be on around this time of year, particularly in Ireland. And a lot of questions I've been getting asked recently include something along the lines of, how do you go about balancing strength training with cardio? For people who want to obviously look good, they want to have a bit of muscle, um, get a bit leaner, look a bit leaner without neglecting the fitness side. Because I guess there's a bit of a misconception that does exist that on one end of the spectrum, a lot of people think that running kills muscular gains, which, as we know, is not true. And in fact, I would argue that cardio can, in fact, improve and even enhance your lifting capacity. Because let's just say, for example, I see this with myself when my cardio is on point when I've been running fairly well, my lifts, usually they actually increase or go up because I think a big thing is cardio does improve my work capacity. So let's just say, for example, we've all probably done a set of deadlifts where you're doing maybe three or five reps, heavy enough reps, and you felt gas afterwards and you were not able to get another set in. You needed like three or four minutes rest compared to maybe at a time when your cardio base was that bit better, you felt a bit fitter, you felt a bit stronger, you might be able to reset and start a new set every two minutes, every two minutes, 30 seconds, whatever it might be. So running will not kill running will not kill your strength gains, provided you do the right type in the right amount. And then the other side of it is people on the running world, they think that lifting weights will make them bulky and they're not going to be able to run as well. And while there is an element of truth to that, that if you're just doing 
one plane of movement motions, machine based work solely. And it's more like just bodybuilding pump work, which is no correlation at all with what you're actually doing running wise. There might be an element there where there's some truth to that. But if you're doing a structured strength training, which, you know, emphasizes performance, plyometric work and the right kind of strength work, it can and it absolutely does improve and enhance your overall running ability. Just think of it like this. If you look at the most elite athletes in the world, you look at anyone in the NFL um, in who plays pro-American football, for instance, do you think any of those guys, they just run or they just lift? They have that right balance, that right combination of both. And the way I'd like to describe this is, imagine someone like the mountain from the Game of Thrones. For anyone who knows the Game of Thrones, the mountain is the absolute massive guy, strong as an ox, um, really, really, really powerful. And I would imagine, and I'm sure you'd all agree, listening lifestyle lifters, that the mountain has a fairly decent one rep max. So he's very, very strong. But if you ask the mountain to run maybe a 200 meter sprint, he probably wouldn't be finishing at the start. Okay, he'd be more towards the end of the line. On the other side, for anyone who's played any team sports at all, because I was this guy when I started out, we all know that minor, that when you're maybe 18 years of age minor and you're stepping into the, you know, playing senior football or playing at a higher level against adults. We all know that miner who looks like he runs as fast as lightning and his legs are moving 100 miles an hour, but he get blown away with the gust of wind or with the shoulder. So what that, what that miner has, he's a lot of speed, but he doesn't have a lot of strength. What the mountain has is he's a lot of strength, but he doesn't have a lot of speed. And for someone who wants to balance both obviously cardio and with strength training. You want to be somewhere in the middle where you get that nice, you know, amount of muscle, you've that good element of strength there that if you're going into the gym, you feel strong yourself, you're looking good, you're feeling good, but also then you'd have no issues if someone asked, do you want to go for a 5K run at the weekend? And that's where, that's where I'm, what I'm going to speak about today because there's so many benefits to running. And as someone now who is rehabbing a current injury, I do miss running. Mm. They're also the sessions I dread the most, but they are the sessions that I feel the best afterwards. And running, obviously, it improves your cardio. It's good for your endurance, the mental clarity. Like, there's a lot to be said about a runner's high. We all know that feeling where you just feel like 10 out of 10 after finishing a hard run. And you don't want to do it, but you do it anyway. It feels great. And there's so many benefits to strength training. You know, obviously building muscle, your bone density, injury prevention, um, builds up your metabolism because the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn at rest. So many benefits. All right. So when you try interplay both of them, whether you're aiming to maybe crush a marathon PR or you just want to run a 5K or 10K and get a bit stronger and merge these two worlds together. This is what we call concurrent training. It's where you combine both running and cardio into the one training system. So how do we actually go about doing that? Because as we know, running will not kill your muscular gains and lifting weights will not make you bulky provided you're doing the right type. So you need to design and set up your schedule and your week accordingly. 
And look, for everyone here, listen, what you're able to commit to, it's going to be individual, it's going to be di different. Here is how I would potentially suggest you laying out your week if you have the bandwidth and you have the time to do so. So let's just say now that, first of all, the goal is that you want to get stronger, but you also want to have a good element of fitness. Here's how I would balance out your week. So the key thing is here, you want to have a combination of hard days and easier days, and you want to integrate those throughout the week. That your body is only able to do as much as it's able to recover from. And that's why recovery, as much as anything else, is super, super important, which we'll speak about. But typically what I have found works best for someone who has these goals is, let's just say on a Monday, you do a higher rep leg session and then ideally later on that day you do steady state cardio but i'm just going to be realistic most listeners here have only the ability to train at one interval session per day you're probably not going to be able to do something in the morning and something again in the evening okay so i will preface by saying it's always optimal to do your cardio and your strength in separate sessions that if you know you wanted to get a lift in and you also wanted to get a, a run in the same day that you would ideally do them both few hours apart. But I'm also, look, I'm realistic here. There's no pro athletes. It's unlikely anyone here is a pro athlete and you get paid for doing this, which means you probably work a job which requires you obviously to be in and out of office at a certain time. So you can only dedicate probably one period of the day, maybe one hour, one hour, 15 minutes towards this. So if that is you, listen, and you can only get a session in a day, here's how I break up your week. So I would start out with Monday, I would do a higher rep leg day. And a higher rep leg day would be, you know, lifting weights in that 8 to 12 rep range and then combining the high rep leg day with steady state cardio. So these two typically lend well together, these two kind of training programs when you do higher rep work and a lot of volume work and then low and just steady state cardio so that could be something like you're doing bulgarian split squats for 10 to 12 reps you're doing um you might be doing your lunges for 8 to 12 reps you could be doing squats for not max effort you might be doing squats for again in that like 6 to 12 rep range and then you're doing steady state cardio at the end of your session so steady state cardio could be you might just do 20 minutes at a steady state a steady, nice and easy pace to run by. And that could be an example of a leg session for you. So typically, as I said, doing higher rep work, which isn't near your one rep max, and combining that with steady state cardio, where you're at maybe 70, 80% of your heart rate, and you're just maintaining that nice, smooth pace. Those two types of trainers typically lend, lend well together. All right, so we train our legs on a Monday. On a Tuesday then, so what I would do then on a Tuesday is, as your legs are recovering, I would do a heavier upper body session. Okay, so focus more on doing strength work and heavy strength work. So you might be lifting in that three to five rep range. It could be something like a heavier bench press. It might be something like chin-ups um, as your main effort, as your, um, as your main lift. Or it could be something like, let's just say a tricep dip. Again, depending on your goals, depending on your training capacity, but I would do a heavier upper body session the Tuesday. And then if you did want to add a cardio component to that, I would completely allow the legs to rest. Again, depending on your level of fitness, 
And I'd be doing something more like a finisher, a conditioning finisher, which is more upper body based. So that could be something like using the ski erg, which I've become a big fan of. And you might do something like 1000 meter skier for time. And you could do two or three intervals of that. Or it could be something like a dumbbell upper body complex. So someone who was going through my um, total body training program, he said he found the complex at the end on the day two quite challenging, but it was also a bit of an eye opener for him as to how he might need to improve his cardio. And the finisher was something along the lines of, I believe, it was a push-up into a renegade row, into, into a mountain climber, into a kickset. So, and then there was some element of there was some element of core work included there. I don't have it straight off the top of my head. I believe it's a push-up, a push-up into a renegade row, into a kickset, into a mountain climber. That's the four, that's the four um exercises combined. So you're doing push-ups first, 10 reps of that. While you're sitting in that bottom position, you do renegade rows. So you row the right dumbbell, you row the left dumbbell, you do five reps each side. Then you go into kick sets, which um, if you look it up, it's a really complex core exercise. And you're doing all of these exercises in that push-up position. And you finish off with mountain climbers and you repeat that for maybe eight minutes without rest and see how many rounds you can get it. All right, so you're always in that push-up position you're going from one exercise into the other. Quite a difficult complex. And that could be something that you could include at the end of your upper session if you wanted to have some element of cardio to it. Um, then on Wednesday, so if you if you have the ability to do something Wednesday, I would take a complete rest from your weight and I would do something like tempo running. The real benefit of tempo running, for anyone who doesn't know what I'll explain, is it's very, very good for building your overall cardio base without absolutely frying you and taxing you and, and making it so, so hard to recover from, all right? So how tempo running would work would be, let's just say, for example, if you were to sprint or you were to run 150 meters and that took you 21 seconds, we'll say. It took you 21 seconds to run 150 meters and that is you going balls to the wall, max out. Well, what you want to do with tempo running is we're going to run 150 meters, but we're only going to run at 75% for max. So instead of you trying to get a 21 second PR every time you hit 150 meters, we're going to try and make sure we get there in maybe 28 seconds. All right. So you're at roughly 75% of your effort. And then you might rest for 45, 30 to 45 seconds and you run that 150 again. And you could do repetitive bouts of that for as little as 15 to as many as 45 minutes. And you would only stop doing it when you can't get 150 meters inside 28 seconds, or if you just feel that your recovery isn't on point. But tempo running, it's a really great way to practice running at a faster pace, okay? Because you are running faster than normal if you're doing a 5K without completely burning yourself out. The big key with tempo running for anyone who wants to try it out, so would be you don't want that buildup of lactic acid and that real burning sensation in your legs. There should be absolutely no burn at all because you want to keep it steady state at a nice a nice tempo at a nice pace. So when I was doing tempo running, if I was doing it on the treadmill, it might be something like 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. And that ironically roughly gets me to about 150 meters at maybe 18 kilometers an hour. So I run for 30 seconds, 
I hop off on the side railings for 30 seconds and I might repeat that for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it might be. Um, if you're doing that at a pitch, it will be just literally tracking out or lining out 100 metres, 150 metres and going for maybe, if you're doing it at a GA pitch, for instance, it could just be run the length. Run the length, rest maybe 45, 60 seconds and repeat. Okay, time yourself and make sure you get there within a certain interval. Okay, tempo run though, it's very, very effective, as I said, because you're running at a faster pace than you would if you're doing a 5 or a 10k. But then you're getting that rest and recovery in between so you can repeat the bout and go again and go again and go again. All right, so one day we've got high rep leg work and we're combining that with a steady state cardio. Tuesday we're doing heavier upper body work and we're doing an optional finisher. On Wednesday, if we have the ability, we're doing tempo work, which means Thursday we should be good again to train our legs in the gym. And what I would do on Thursday is I would do a strength-based leg session where it's not going to be high reps, it's going to be more strength-based, lower reps, using a heavier weight for, for less reps and taking longer rests in between. So you could have something like a squat or you might have a deadlift or even a heavy lunge and you might be doing that for three to five reps, okay? So you'd be really emphasizing lower reps but high, heavier weights or as heavy as your form and your technique allows you to, to do, okay? Now, if you wanted to add a cardio component, component to max effort lifting with the lower body i typically find that lends well with hit work so hit training common misconception people have that hit training it's something like 45 seconds on 15 seconds off and you're doing exercises like burpees like mountain climbers like box jumps that is not hit training that is low intensity steady that is low intensity and low effort training hit training true hit training it's high intensity interval training and you cannot perform a high any exercise at a high enough intensity for longer than probably 12 to 15 seconds max so in my opinion true hit training is something like it can be done on a salt bike i really like doing it on the assault bike let's just say you go 10 seconds max effort you go all out for 10 seconds you rest and recover for 50 seconds and you go again you have a one to five work to rest ratio there, which means you're going hard for, for 10 seconds, you're resting for 50 seconds, you might repeat that for 15 minutes. That is an example of true hit training. If you want to do it with running, it'll be something like you would sprint for maybe all out for 10 to 15 seconds, and then you would just walk for 45 seconds. Repeat that. And that still mightn't be enough recovery. You might need to rest for a minute before you go again, because running, sprinting, it's very, very taxing. And for anyone listening who hasn't sprinted in years and you're getting some ideas from me, please do not do this. I'm always ease into it because sprinting is one of those efforts that it's so, so high effort. It does have does come with the risk of injury. So just mind yourself. But Thursday session, so you're doing a max effort lower body session with some high intensity, high intensity interval training. And then that would be Friday. If again, if you can get to the gym Friday, you do something like, a higher rep upper body. So on Tuesday, we did heavier upper body. And Friday, now that we're a bit tired after our heavy leg session, we're going to do more high rep pump work. And this could be just, you know, your typical 8 to 12 rep range, leaving one or two reps in the tank. Um, it could be any exercise at all. So it could be combining chest work with back work. It could be shoulder work with lat work. It could be bicep, tricep work, a bit of core work. And again, if you're feeling good, you can do an optional finisher, although that wouldn't be compulsory. Um, 
And then finally, if you wanted to get out for another run the weekend, so you the weekend off with the option of going for a steady state run or a cycle on a Saturday or on a Sunday. But that is how I would design a perfect week for you if you wanted to balance both strength and cardio all in the one week. So again, just to repeat, Monday would be high rep leg work and steady state cardio. Tuesday you'd be doing a max effort upper body session with some optional finisher there if you wish. And that finisher just solely emphasizing upper body work, no lower body involved to allow you to rest and recover. Wednesday, optional if you can make it, tempo running. Very, very beneficial. Very enjoyable too. And in my opinion, much better than running at 10K. It's just, it, it makes it more interesting. Okay, Thursday, we're going max effort strength work with some hit training. And then Friday, we're doing high rep upper body work. And then Saturday, back to a steady state run, if you wish. So a 5K, 10K on a Saturday, if that's something you wanted to do. All right. In terms of what kind of exercises that runners should do with regards to strength training, you want to be doing key exercises that have multiple benefits. And it's hard to go away from the compound lifts where things like squats, deadlifts, core work, plyometrics, all of those kind of exercises will be important. Um, a big, big, a big, big carryover you're going to see from your running is if you include more single leg work. So this might include something like a rear foot elevated split squat, or it could be something like more lunges or step ups or one of my favorite exercises to just which has a big and a high correlation with improving your sprinting speed will be sled work because when you think of it sprinting and running it's an activity that does require a lot of speed and you don't want to be thinking about how to sprint properly or how good is your technique but if you do sled work the sled effectively allows you to practice that technique for sprinting at a slower pace because you're pushing a weight. So sled pulls, sled pushes, they're all absolutely fantastic for runners who want to improve, um, who want to get the balance of improving their running, but also improving their strength. All right. Finally, though, when it comes to prioritizing what to train for, strength or cardio, I would recommend periodizing your year. And just understand that it's, I would I would put an emphasis on being better at one or being better at another at different intervals of the year. So let's just say, for example, now, springtime has come around. For the springtime, you might have been doing a lot of strength work in winter. So you might shift the focus slightly away from strength work and emphasize more cardio, which means you might even cut back on a strength session and then replace that with a cardio session. Then with summer, when the weather is nice and warm, you probably want to be outdoors more. You probably want to be running that bit more outside. During the summer, you could really put an emphasis on, you know, doing your cardio. You might sign up to a couple of races to keep you fish, to keep you motivated and really just focus on maintaining your strength. So you're not really focusing on building. You just want to maintain it and not lose any muscle mass. But then as the autumn arises, um, arrives and the evenings get that bit darker, you might start emphasizing or re-emphasizing strength work more and replace one cardio session with one strength session. And then over the winter, when the evenings are dark and the evenings are short, you might put a real emphasis on, you know, getting stronger in the gym, improving your lifts and just doing cardio at the minimal effective dose, maybe one or two small bouts per year or per week. Um, but that is how I'd recommend designing your week and just understand that you cannot prioritize everything at once like i definitely wouldn't recommend anyone try to do a bodybuilding show and run a marathon simultaneously 
those goals do not lend well to each other. But for the average listener here who just wants to feel strong in the gym to build a bit of lean muscle and also have a, a fitness element and, and feel fit in yourself, I think that would be a nice layout for you. All right. Finally, then, you can only train as hard as you can recover. And that's why recovery is really, really important. And it's important to listen to your body and just do and incorporate multiple recovery methods so that you can actually give your best every single day. And in terms of what to prioritize in recovery, it all starts with your training. So I would not just go from zero to 100 with this. I would gradually ramp it up and increase it over time. But training is going to be the most bang for your buck. And if you just feel you can't recover from your training, no amount of sleep or nutrition is going to fix that. You're going to have to scale the amount of training you're doing, the volume you're doing back. So in that given week there, you might just do three strength sessions and it could be an upper body, a lower body and a full body. And maybe just one one running session to start out. okay? And then you might build that up to four strength and one or two runs. But that doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. Okay, so addressing your training, not overtraining. Then sleep. Like before anyone talks about supplements for recovery, are you getting enough sleep? Seven to eight hours, are you feeling, you know, rested and fully alert when you wake up? Or are you just winging it like I used to? Then obviously comes your nutrition. And here's what I would say. When I'm not going to go into how many calories you should be eating, but there's different nutritional leads for running and for lift, lifting weights. And you would need to emphasize, first of all, protein to help preserve lean muscle and you do any lean muscle you do have and help you recover that faster and build some more tissue. But then carbohydrates are really important as well because carbohydrates give you energy and timing your carbohydrates around your workout will be very, very beneficial. Okay. But one thing that I would emphasize and just going back to the guy who asked me this question, I probably wouldn't recommend this intensive training cycle while focusing on fat loss too. It's going to be like, I'm not saying it's not possible, but if you think about this, you're doing a lot of running, you're doing a lot of lifting, and you're also in a calorie deficit and cutting your calories and trying to drop body fat. You're, you're like, you're, make, you're not making it easier. There's certainly easier ways to do it. And an easier way would be to swap your cardio, your, your running cardio with something like low intensity, steady stage where you're walking on a treadmill at an incline of maybe 3% for 45 to 60 minutes. Just simply being it's not as taxing. But if you want to get the most out of this training cycle and you want to balance both strength and cardio work, I would recommend being at least calorie maintenance, if not in a calorie surplus. Because calorie maintenance, you can at least maintain your performance. You're giving your body enough energy, enough fuel to go again the next day. Calorie surplus, now you're focusing on gain and you're focusing on growth. But calorie deficit and doing all that training you know, you would definitely need plenty of deload work if you were doing that, just because it can really impact your recovery. All right. Finally, with recovery, though, you know, after you address your training, after you address your sleep and your nutrition, that's where things like maybe foam rolling, cryotherapy, ice baths, um, you know, doing some heat work, all of those things um, can help. But I wouldn't have them as my main recovery strategy. That's like adding ice to the cake. Once you address your training, once you address your volume, once you address your sleep, once you address your nutrition, then you can feel free to do your foam roll and your stretching, that, that, that kind of recovery methods afterwards. All right. And so I ran a marathon 
And at the time of running the marathon, I probably still was my strongest to date. That was my strongest year in lifting, I would say, 2018. So I managed to do this while combining strength work with it. And how I did it then was I did two just full body sessions with an optional third session. And then I did three running sessions a week with the marathon. All right. So it was like one long run at the weekend, um, one faster pace run, I believe, at the start of the week. And then more one kind of sprint session and hit session during the middle of the week. All right. Then I did two full body strength sessions, um, training upper body and lower body all in the one session with an optional third recovery. That is my that is the method that I would use myself when I ran the marathon. And one of my clients, Ryan, ran the marathon last year in Dublin, and we did something similar. He did two full body strength sessions and then he was doing three running a week. We gave him the option of doing a third recovery session in the gym if he felt he was up for it, but it wasn't compulsory. And then when it comes to like athletes here, anyone listen and you're in season, I've ran this with inter-county athletes, with, you know, senior club players, with intermediate club players and everyone, every athlete in between. My typical in-season, in-season training split is something like, again, two full body sessions with an optional recovery session at the end. It's likely you already have three pitch sessions on top of that, so you can't be doing much more. With the full body sessions, if you're balancing full body sessions with in-season training, what I would really emphasize doing is focus on maintaining your strength with the lower body. So you don't need push into failure, leave three or four reps in the tank. And then for your upper body, you can push that bit harder. I would do some sled work because sled work, it is not as taxing on your body and it allows you to recover faster because there's no eccentric component to it. And I would just make sure I'm getting the right amount of food and the right amount of fuel as well. But that is the in-season split that I would use with any athletes, with anyone running a marathon or someone who has just general strength and fitness goals combined. Something along the lines of two two full body workouts with an optional recovery one for someone now who has a sport to play. But if you're just an average gym goer and you have nothing to be rested for the weekend, you're, you don't have a match or anything the weekend, a layout for you that I mentioned at the start where you're doing, um, again, just to re- repeat, you're doing a high rep upper with some cardio, with some steady state. You're doing, um, sorry, you're doing high rep lower with some steady state cardio. Then you're doing a heavy upper body session with an optional finisher there. Wednesday be something like tempo training. Thursday, we're back to our legs. We're doing heavy legs with some true hit training. And then Friday, you might wrap the week up with a bit of pump work and a high rep upper body stuff. Um, you could finish it off at the weekend with some steady state cardio. But that would be a layout for uh, someone like myself who is a meathead and you're not playing any sport at the moment, but you still want to get fit. You still want to be strong. And then for someone who is an athlete who's in season, who has regular games at the weekend, or you might have regular events every weekend, I would recommend shifting to something like two full body sessions with an optional third. All right. So that is all for this week's episode. Hopefully you got value from it because I really love people like concurrent training when done effectively is really, really powerful and beneficial. We're combining that strength and that cardio. And look, I think people talking too much in absolutes in the industry when in reality, the answer lies somewhere in the middle. You can absolutely incorporate cardio alongside strength training. You just need to make sure you're doing the right amount of intensity, the right exercises, and you're giving your body the right chance to recover. If you did get fired from the show, 
please make sure you are liking and subscribing and be sure to hit me up on Instagram as well. So my Instagram is at Mac Lifestyle Fitness. That's MC Lifestyle Fitness. And finally, the, ask, the last thing I'll ask is if you please rate and review the show. Um, that is the best way and the quickest way for podcasts like this to grow from lifestyle lifters like you, spreading the good word, um, making sure you're subscribing and rating and reviewing the show. It's the quickest way to to allow me to reach and to help more people. But that is all for this week's episode, How to Balance Cardio and Strength. Hope you got value from it and chat to you guys soon.